Hello, I am Katerina Sliva. I am a partner at Dentons in the Real Estate Group. I am also the head of our Land Use Planning, Municipal and Development Law Group. I help our developer and landowner clients secure zoning and other development approvals for their projects. I am the lead of our Canada Smart Cities Think Tank. I am also your host for the Smart Cities Chat Podcast Series, brought to you by Dentons. This podcast series covers a broad range of topics within the Smart Cities space. Everything from drones, communication, 5G, privacy and related issues, P3s, transportation and smart mobility, sustainable, smart communities, and much, much more. You can find our episodes at www.dentons.com on our podcast page. There you can access our episodes as well as an episode description for each topic and information on our speakers. And now over to our podcast. Today's episode will cover drones and how they interact with smart cities. With us today, we have Catherine McCullough, who is a partner in our dispute resolution group. Her key practice areas include drone RPAs, regulation, and aviation litigation. Catherine is also a licensed fixed-wing aircraft pilot. Her knowledge of Canadian airspace ensures she provides strategic advice. Catherine is joined today by Bashir Khan, founder of Air Matrix. And now over to our speakers for today's episode. I'm joined this morning with Bashir Khan of Air Matrix. Air Matrix is a Canadian software company building accurate highways in the skies for cities that allow them to harness and unlock their airspace for autonomous drones to scale safely and efficiently. Currently, the company has launched its product in partnership with the region of Waterloo and is extensively working with regulators to deploy its digital infrastructure in cities around the world. Bashir Khan, um, you're, the, you're the founder of Air Matrix. Welcome. Thank you, Catherine. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So today we're talking about drones, something I know that's near and dear to your heart, um, but specifically how they interact with smart cities and how they can really get smart cities off the ground and, and connected as, um, as they need to be. So starting out, why don't you um, tell us a bit about how drones operate in the urban environment? Yeah, so drones have a lot of different use cases and, and ways of operating in an urban environment. Uh, a lot of that stems from communication. Um, obviously regulations take, play a part as well. Um, but in order for drones to operate in an urban environment, you need the right infrastructure. Um, thankfully, it's less than autonomous vehicles that are on the ground, but you still need it. You need both digital and physical infrastructure. Uh, where Air Matrix focuses is on the digital aspect below 400 feet in urban areas, connecting it to the physical through a link with the autopilot and the actual physical environment where you have the right situational, uh, situational awareness. Um, this includes route optimizations, which take into account emergency landing zones, urban wind gusts, separation standards, dynamic rerouting, and scheduling for vertiport landing. Um, and as it pertains to smart cities, we've seen this start to take place in Waterloo, specific with the operations there when we have deliveries taking place between uh, long-term care facilities um, and pharmacies. That's excellent. It, it, it sounds really like you've created some roadways in the sky to allow us to make use of that space as well. Is that an analogy you commonly use? Yeah. Um, and if you think about smart cities, a huge conversation that comes up is data is the new oil. Um, and, and so when it comes to how drones are operating in terms of building highway in the sky, it sounds crazy. It's like, okay, there's already air. What do you need to build a highway for? But when you think about the data sets, which the autopilots run on and actually take in information for and actually operate and fly on, 
you do need to build those data sets and you need to stitch them together in a way where multiple different autopilots can function and access them really easily. There's a lot of talk, uh, certainly in the media, about drone delivery. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is an obvious use for drones in smart cities. Can you tell us a bit about drone delivery in a smart city, but then also some other really important use cases? So when we think about drone delivery in a smart city, um, we, I don't necessarily think about people in their condos receiving packages on their balcony. Uh, what I think about first is actually emergency services and making sure that people with mobility issues get the access to the care that they need. Um, and so there's a huge need, whether you can look at Uber and you look at all these different delivery services, Amazon, you know, they have their, you know, you can get your package the same day. Um, those things are already there, but when it comes to specifically to mobility issues, specifically to emergency packages, um, pharmacy, pharmaceutical packages, things that are needed urgently, um, drone delivery has a huge part to play in smart cities. Um, but when we look at beyond delivery, there's a lot of other use cases which are really important too, um, in terms of driving down costs for a city as well as increasing opportunities in terms of economics. Um, so beyond delivery, you have inspection. Anything related to data as a service, whether that's you know doing the uh, the uh, inspections on building infrastructure, which is crumbling in a lot of cities, um, road infrastructure inspection, power lines, construction, roofs, um, you can go on and on. And then if you think about traffic management as well at the ground level, um, you get that bird's eye perspective uh, using a drone, which is really, which is really important. Um, and if you look at soft target surveillance, there's a lot of instances before where you look at Queens Park, or you look at other places um, where officers on the ground don't always have the best perspective on what's happening. Um, soft target surveillance is another really strong application as well as emergency services in general. Um, and then providing telecom services. We talk a lot about 5G and, and how that's gonna change things, um, but drones are a big part of that infrastructure in terms of actually deploying 5G at scale. Um, and lastly, we have entertainment and advertising, which is a kind of cool, crazy idea, but one day I could actually see that taking place um, where it's actually entertaining to look up in the sky and see an ad from a drone rather than it is to look down at your phone. Um, so that's just a kind of few examples of some nice use cases. So what, um, what are the, the obstacles or, or what needs to be um, sorted out before this can really become a reality? Certainly in my mind, one of the, the big challenges is the regulatory aspect. Uh, in Canada, we, we really only have regulations for visual line of sight operations and we're in the very early stages of, of beyond visual operations. How do you see the regulation unfolding to permit these kind of use cases that you're discussing? Well, firstly, I just want to say thank you to Transport and Nav Canada. They've been really good in terms of looking ahead in the industry and, and not um, trying to stifle it too much and realizing that this is here to stay and that we need to actually adopt new practices evolve our relationship to the airspace and to drones itself. Um, so in terms of how things are looking from a regulatory standpoint, I'm actually more optimistic than most. And I think that's because from the vantage of Aeromatrix sitting on the RTM action team, um, as well as on a few other working groups with NASA and in Australia, that, uh, that the whole world is heading towards a good place in terms of beyond visual line of sight. Um, there does need to be changes because right now we're kind of in that VLOS visual line of sight to extended line of sight range. Um, but this is a da- part of the data gathering process for, for regulators, right? Um, there needs to be this gray period in between where data is gathered from companies that are trusted and are doing the right thing. Um, and then actually using that data to help inform some policies and regulatory standards. 
And so being in that space is really interesting and makes me a lot, very optimistic in terms of where we'll get to. Um, but I'm hopeful that, you know, end of 2021, we could have some new regulatory packages out for drones. And what about the hardware and software, the technology side of it? Is, is it already there? What stands in the way of really putting it to use? So what stands in the way of putting it to use at scale is integration. Um, technology exists already, but it's sometimes in different silos um, and in different places. So you have some hardware that is great, but it's not connected to the right software. And you have some software that's great and it's not connected to the right hardware. Um, and when you have this issue, it's generally just a thing where you're early in the adoption cycle. Um, and a lot of companies need to fit and shift their product roadmap working in conjunction with other companies to make sure that integration happens. Um, so we focus on that a lot uh, because our platform needs to be integratable with different autopilots, whether it's Micropilot, DJI, um, PX4. There, there's so many different stacks of technology that need to be able to work simultaneously with each other. Um, and that helps build interoperability uh, within the platform that then the city can actually leverage. Um, and then that data can go back to TC, NAV, CASA, whoever it is, in a format that's actually accessible and is functional. This year, any final words? I would just say that drones are coming a lot faster than people realize. Um, once in a while, if you're looking up, if you see one, don't be surprised. Uh, don't call the cops. <laughs> it's probably doing a good thing. Um, and, 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 you know, be, uh, be open to it. And if you're in your business, you see that there's any opportunity to use them or any cost saving opportunity, um, you should definitely talk to Denton's, talk to myself. Uh, we'll have some good ideas. Bashir, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure and um, um, there'll certainly be more on this topic soon. Thank, thank you. you. Dentons is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take and refrain from taking action based on its contents. Please see dentons.com for legal notices. Our speakers from this podcast episode and any other professional in our group will be pleased to speak with you on today's topic or any other topic related to smart cities. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for other episodes in our Smart Cities Chat podcast series.